Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens, so prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trep Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Reviews are greatly appreciated because they help the podcast grow. Here at Trep Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Hey, this is Christina Fernandez. I am the co-founder of Artist Replete, and here's our story that I'm sharing on the Trep Life podcast. Artist Replete empowers artists and creatives everywhere. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter at artistreplete.com. Thanks. So being an industry disruptor and an entrepreneur, those are um, two things that can coincide with each other, but don't necessarily have to. Yeah. Um, So that kind of makes it even more uh, stressful to a certain extent, because if your business fails, then the concept that you believe in kind of fails with it, right? But if it succeeds, then you're changing the industry. Yeah, definitely. And in order to, to adjust or change in the industry, you need to have a level of tenacity that is almost scary to a level. And, when, and to, to kind of give you insight on what I mean, you need to be willing to, to work to a point um, and say, you know, I'm going to give this 40 years. Uh, and, and, that, and I'll do that. And, and if it's rough all those 40 years, I'm going to take it. And, and, that, and that's the level of, of enthusiasm and passion you're going to have to bring to the table if you want to change everything. You know, I remember um, uh, watching uh, documentaries about different uh, entrepreneurs and Steve Jobs and how the, you know, the laptop that we use today, uh, him and his, his friend created. But before that idea, it was it was it didn't make any sense. It, it was dumb to think like that. And you're going to have whatever you're trying to do. If you're trying to do something different, you're going to have naysayers. You have a lot of people that are going to be stuck in a certain model of life and a certain idea that you're, you're going to have to just, just keep going no matter what everything feels around you. If it feels, oh, maybe this is not a good idea. You're going to have to continue and, and, and you're going to have to just believe in it, you know, just like you believe in it and, and breathing every day. It needs to be part of your life. And I'm not trying to make some sort of motivational speech here, but that's and literally, but that's what it is. That's the reality of it. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You need to be obsessed because being into something is not enough. It won't cut it. You need to be utterly obsessed. You need to be like, you know, I, I rather sleep outside and follow my dreams and possibly like, like mess up my whole life in order to make this work. Um, or and it, rather than playing it safe, you know, the whole time. And you need to, and, and it sounds dumb and it, and it sounds uh, like all rational thinking is out the door, but you need uh, an element of that for, for things to succeed. And, and that's what uh, it's all about. So this is my second to last question. Tell us more about your artist and why they represent your brand so well. Yeah, so um, first I had to look at the uh, original 
gallery model, kind of how it worked. And I looked at a, a lot of how other galleries were operating and how just the overall industry worked. And say uh, a gallery represents 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 artists. You know, those are artists that they're, they're into. Uh, they think, oh, they got good work. I think I could make some money off these guys, you know. That's literally how they, that, that's literally how they think. And that's just no filter behind the scenes uh, thinking process between how these galleries operate. Not to disrespect any of them, but that's just, it is what it is. And I wanted to go uh, a step further with it and say, you know, well, why do I like these guys? Why, just because everyone else likes this work, it doesn't mean I like this work. I will pick an artist that nobody likes or, or sorry, nobody knows really about and create a market for them because I believe that. And I've literally been able to do that. Uh, and I've been right about my decisions. You need to have the foresight where you're not even thinking like all of the people in your industry are thinking. A perfect example is one of the first artists I started representing um, and was very serious about representing. His name is uh, Wyatt Zane Bell. His artist name is Widge. Uh, w-i-j- Love Widge. Right, W-I-J dot dot dot. And I, uh, I messaged this guy, I think, maybe 2016 maybe even 2015 on Instagram, just like when I was like just barely having my ideas about selling art. And I spoke with him and I I had this idea. I'd love to represent you. And things moved kind of slow because I didn't really know how I wanted to do it. And I was just kind of, this was the first guy who was going to be part of my company. And, um, and I remember going to an art show and, um, he, it was, it was a good show and it was at Lacuna Lofts in, in Chicago but uh, there wasn't too many buyers there, and no offense to him, um, but the person that was representing him at the time, they, they just they didn't really know how to find buyers or any of that stuff, and 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 that's fine. But I looked at his work, and I was like, this guy, just he didn't really sell that much artwork, and he's still happy. And he, and, and and I asked him what he's gonna do now, and he's like, I'm gonna go paint a bunch of more stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep painting, and I'm and I thought to myself, this guy is going to fucking go somewhere because he doesn't even care uh, about the money aspect in this. He is making art because he loves to make art. He is self-critical. He will continue to get better no matter what. And, and that's, that is the sort of thing that I look for, for all of these artists. And I just gave a bunch of galleries to see. Um, but that's, that's how I, I, I look and I, I I started working with Widge before no one knew about this guy really. I mean, a handful of people knew about him, and then he got a call one day from Huffington Post wanted to interview him because they thought this guy was one of the next great artists. And I had already found this guy. like, okay, if a major publication wants to talk to an artist that I already found and already believes has strong work, maybe my opinions are valid to some extent. Maybe I'm onto something with my way of thinking about art and artists. And it just kind of went from there. So, and, and I found more artists and artists started referring other artists to me. And uh, I'm very picky with who I work with and, and I hate turning down people. Um, and I usually don't even necessarily turn them down. I'll just say, you know, uh, we can't work with any artists, any more artists right now. And sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. But uh, I think being selective 
uh, is, is really important with your brand and with all that. And I love art in general, and I, I hope all artists go somewhere. And my mentality is if I can't work with them or I'm not going to represent them, I will send them a blog about how Wage can sell artwork with or without me because he has a certain mentality and a certain uh, demeanor about himself. And I will try and help anyone who comes my way out. And in time, I'd like to, you know, write a book about, uh, you know, the selling artwork and the, what it is to be an artist. And how can I write that when I'm not an artist? Because I, I work with them on basis all the time. And I see everything behind closed doors and I see their interactions with corporate businesses. Um, and, and then I just structured my model to just go against the grain. So, but yeah, which was my first guy and, and we have a, a great friendship. Now we've done, I don't want to have this interview be about money at all, uh, or this podcast be about money at all, but which and I have done some serious numbers in selling his artwork. Amazing, and he's supremely talented. How many artists do you have on affiliated? Are you representing currently? You know what? I'm actually on the website right now, and we just added um, a new artist recently. So I I want to actually just uh, do the count right now. So if you'll just give me one sec, I should know all this, but you know, well, I'm always kind of uh, changing and updating and advancing things so we've got an art we have an artist page on our website artistreplete.com it has a, actually has a photo of each artist um and we kind of just show the person behind the art uh as well instead of just just pictures of their artwork so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen we got fourteen artists that we handpicked and okay. and believe uh, our investment level are when there's no, but we try and do our best to not only protect the artists, but to protect the buyers. There are so many galleries out there that will just sell any sort of art to any sort of person just to make, just to make money. And, and that's fine. And some people just want artwork just to fill their, their, their walls and they don't want to invest in anything, but you know, if you're going to go to a store and buy some, some Gucci or some Louis Vuitton or a, a great brand name, more power to you. But the, the reality is these items are, are depleting in value. They're, they're going down in, in value the minute you leave the store and take the tags off them. They just lost, uh, you know, maybe 50 bucks, 20 bucks. They're going down in value right away. And art is that magical thing that, you know, it's – if you can hold a piece for a long enough time you, and, and watch an artist's career blossom, then you're going to be owning something, you know, that you bought for maybe a few hundred dollars. I've seen that with, with Widge's work. We used to sell his work. Uh, yeah. We, we used to sell his work for just a, a few hundred dollars and, and some of his pieces go for a few thousand now and, and the people who bought work early on they now have an, an investment hanging in their their house and i try and be, be healthy to the market and and there's no guarantee of anything but we try and just like as i said protect buyers protect sellers uh and, you know, the artists protect just just be really think about all angles 
Definitely. Um, I'm very excited just to kind of see uh, what the future has in store for Artists Replete and all your artists. I it's I don't really like social media, um, but I love looking at all the artwork on Instagram, especially. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed you sharing a few things and we definitely. a great platform for for artists and uh, a really competitive platform and uh but the power of social media you can almost have your own business just through social media alone and, and many artists do and instagram is a, is a great tool for that uh and it's well we've met a lot of artists through there and i've met all, all the artists we work for a lot of them do live in the united states but we do have a couple that don't even live in North America at all. We, we deal with some European artists and that's because of the power of social media. So social media is huge. Yeah, it's huge. And I think any company uh, should, should take it, take it serious. Cause that's just the, uh, if you look at the general consensus of what people are doing with their time when they're not, at their jobs and if you know if they're a lot of people are using you know any sort of website that you need to be involved with the with networking and, and talking and then the conversation that's going on and a lot that's a lot of conversations going online and yeah it's definitely for our industry but going back to where artists are pleaded is heading. Uh, we're now in, in an area where we're doing uh, a lot of street art and we're, we're, our, we're doing murals and we're working with, with other businesses and we're, we're beautifying um, right now Chicago slowly. And street art is everywhere in Chicago. A lot of galleries do a great job of street art, but that's a whole other element that, um, that we're, we're expanding into. And we uh, have some artwork on the front of the Sofitel Hotel right now. That's, in, uh, that's downtown. And that's that's a major company itself, so Patel, a major hotel. All glass mural in Chicago. It's literally spray paint right on the glass, and that's what they want. Street artists, those are the type of artists. We don't necessarily work with classically trained artists. Well, we do work with raw artists that we believe are extremely talented. Love that, love that. Okay, so final question. I've asked both of you a lot of questions today. Do you have any questions for me? What what does trep life mean to you? What is what does trep life the the name mean and and why did you decide to create it? I guess I always there's all right or wrong or they feel that something is lacking okay so yeah to answer that um that is the most common question i get on the podcast when i ask do you have a question for me Um, (laughs) because of the way i formatted it like i just came into the podcast like i didn't really give 
like a synopsis episode or like a preview episode or anything like that. I just first episode just did what I did and kept moving, you know. And so now as we're approaching episode 25, our halfway point, uh, the, the first season will consist of 50 episodes. But uh, to answer your question, like, I've been on my entrepreneurial journey for, I mean, like, I've always kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur, but, like, when it really started for me, I guess I was 20. So I'm seven years into it. A lot of... uh starts and stops and pivots and adjustments it's been a wild ride um yeah uh, when i was like in working for a nightclub at the time yeah so that was with duality um that was one of the earlier incarnations of the company um I think we were really just focused on advertising and media at that standpoint. Um, we might have been into music at, eh, may, may, maybe, maybe not. It just, there's so many different phases of the company. Um, but so I started Duality when I was 20. It evolved, it changed. But through my entrepreneurial journey, I've always wanted to get better. I've always wanted to be the best that I could be and optimize my own potential. Uh, and I read a lot of books. I read the self-improvement books, the business books, the leadership books, right? Entrepreneurial biographies, um, like most of us tend to do. And I and I, I listen to uh, the entrepreneur influencers of the world, right? But I, I always, some books I feel are universal. And some books, I think, have like an intrinsic bias or uh, an implicit bias in them where they're not necessarily transferable for my journey or, or there are parts of it that aren't necessarily transferable, um, given what's going on in the world. Uh, and coming from someone in the African-American community where entrepreneurship is... Um, like ridiculed almost uh it's it, it's like that in general you know until you make it as an entrepreneur everyone kind of doubts you and thinks you're not doing anything with your life you have that negative stigma but i would say in the black community it's like a hundred times worse it's magnified huh yeah it's magnified like super um it, it like so extensively and I wanted to give a blueprint to, because I'm at the age now where I've learned a lot. I still haven't accomplished really. I, I don't think I've accomplished 5% of what I've set out to do, but uh, I'm still here. I'm still going and I'm still building. And I, I kind of want to shed a light to the next generation and just say, Hey, like, I did things this way. This is what I learned. Hopefully this makes your path easier. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. And um, this is my first exposure to a podcast. I've listened to a few, but uh, I realized that the power in them. And it's kind of um, dates back from a lost art of uh, 
you know, when people used to just really listen to the radio a lot and just hear, they had like an, a, maybe a, a fam- famous, favorite DJ or they had a, a fav- maybe a lot of people I know like, they still like NPR and they'll have, yeah. maybe a conversation that, that happens on a, a day-to-day basis that they always tune into. But I think just the listening to the words alone without having a face or, or anything like that, you can just absorb information in a, in a different way that I think is powerful. Absolutely. Um, that's why I, I've been trying to get into podcasts for the past uh, maybe five five years or so. Yeah, it was I was definitely like 23, 24. I was like obsessed with leading the way of podcasting, but it just never came together the way I wanted it to. Um, And so Trep Life is also a book trilogy that I'm writing. Um, So I should be done with the book uh, by October. Awesome. And uh, I'm actually preparing for a. I have an opportunity to apply for a uh, TEDx talk. And so I'm preparing my outline for that talk. Uh, and it, it will be about trap life and why I think it's important. Nice. Uh, so hopefully that gets selected and I go on to do a TEDx talk about it. So heck yeah. Now, where did you get the name trap life? I don't, I think I, okay. I, I missed that part. Okay. So like, you being in the club scene, you've heard of trap music, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think hip-hop in general has a lot of entrepreneurial traits that I don't think are discussed enough. But particularly the grit, uh, the resilience, the I hear so much entrepreneurial like drive when I listen to uh, trap music and that was the music that I you know really became popular when I was in middle school and throughout my high school years yeah uh, so for me it uh, and then the term trap it was actually like a term that was used on social media for entrepreneurs but it was only used between entrepreneurs it never really caught on um and so I decided to stay, you know, some people are like trap or die, you know, all those things, um, you know, from like Young Jeezy and T.I., who are the innovators of trap music. I I took it and said, OK, instead of like it having the criminal element to it, why don't you use those transferable skills that you acquired in the streets and become entrepreneurs? And so that's what I want to like reinforce with people. Like that's why I always ask the question about transferable skill sets because I don't think you have to be stuck doing one thing. No, no, and no. I, I think um, a lot of people they have uh, multiple. To they followed some sort of pathway, and uh, this is this is my my field. This is what I'm gonna stay in. This is what I know, and. And, and they get done with their shift and then they're into something else. Maybe they have a hobby. Maybe they uh, play guitar a little bit when they get home. It helps them relax. But yet do they know that they, they could be a great guitar player, maybe on the side and, or something like that. But a lot of people, they, there's a, 
they're afraid to to push their their hobby into their into their their life because it's incredibly hard it's it's very unrealistic and uh it comes with a lot of baggage with it and it's a route that many don't want to take um but it's a it's definitely a route that is to me worth it and and that's again that's the mindset that you're going to have to have if you want to make anything work uh with your absolutely like that entrepreneurship um it's not easy so i want to dispel any myths that it is that it's cuz you, you hear about these great success stories and everyone thinks it should be like that. And it's not. Unicorns are not the reality of entrepreneurship. Yeah. The, the, you know, people think of uh, three to five years, and I, my company is going to take off. Like, uh, here's, here's a tough wake-up call for you. More like 10 to 15. It, it, then it will actually, and if you work those 10 to 15 uh, really hard, then it will for, for sure, I have a great chance of being successful. I know a lot of people look up to Gary Vee and I, and I think he's a, he's a great inspiration for many people too. But uh, I remember him saying, well, if you work, you know, how nobody wants to work to a level more, you know, of exhaustion and uh, pain, you know, for one to two years, you can live the rest of your life, uh, how people have dreamed and, and the reality behind that is it's going to be a lot more years than that um and you're gonna have to really be real hello do i still have you on yeah i'm here maybe i okay uh, yeah you went out for a moment there okay yeah Maybe yeah. connection. Sorry. No, I, th- I think it's the app. Yeah. But yeah, uh, on the previous mm-hmm. episode, uh, Mike Fallett and I had a conversation about Gary V. On that, so um, definitely check that out when you have the time. Definitely, I will. Yeah. And just entrepreneurship as a whole. He's an industry disruptor, like you as well. So I feel like. Um, you would relate to a lot of our conversation. I think that some of the greatest companies, the most exciting companies that people get in, involved in or that have a big following are, are disruptors. Uh, you know, Apple, of course, was, was a huge one in, in advancements, you know, and, and it started with the idea of disruption, you know. Uber is a big one uh, that has changed people's lives. Uh, literally, like, the way we're, a lot of people are commuting and it's created like so many jobs for people, and that's a disruptor. You know, that's a taxi market going down. And 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 sometimes when you need to better an industry, you're going to have casualties. And then that's just how it's a dog eat dog world. And if you can either be told what to do the rest of your life and obey, or you, you can have some say in it. And you, this it's gonna it's gonna involve some some casualties along the way sometimes. And that's just all nature of the beast. Definitely. Well, Christina, do you have any final thoughts? Um, not necessarily. I think Matthew actually asked the question I was going to ask about your business and how Trip Life came along. But um, 
yeah, no, nothing on my end. This was a really great chat, though. It's really um awesome to be able to speak to, you know, other entrepreneurs and kind of hear, you know, your side of things and kind of just, I think Matthew and I are always like talking to each other. So it's great to actually hear us talk aloud to somebody else. Yeah, a lot of uh, entrepreneur uh, conversations are talked um, to yourself and, and talks to a very small amount of people because you sit down with someone who um, has a nice salary and all that, and that's and that's and that's great and uh, that's stable and and honestly that's smart, uh, but they're they're not going to really have anything to, to say or, or to maybe add to what you're going through, and it's great to have. Uh, a world that people can tune into where they can go through their struggles. Cause oftentimes uh, the, the world is just filled with uh, entrepreneur and I made it, I made it happen. And there's no really, well, a, it's not, it's not a to C there's a B in there. And, and that B is, is a rocky one. Um, and it's good to go through that journey with other people and to talk about it. And I appreciate what you do. And, uh, not going to end things that quite yet at 107 minutes, but I, I, I do want to mention uh, uh, our website, artistsreplete.com, and our social media. If For those who are still tuning in, as we're 107 minutes in, this is That's a Trap Life record, by the way. Yeah. Trap Life. The previous record was 98, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, we have a, we're very passionate about what we do, and I have a lot to say on the entrepreneurial topics because I live and breathe it every day, and, and I fight for it, and, you know, and uh, I will die for it. And it sounds crazy, but I, I'm, and that's. And, yeah, getting back, we can check out our website. E-E. stronger on others but we are on instagram we're on pinterest we're on youtube we're on facebook and we're on twitter and that's artist replete so uh final thoughts on Hello? yes that's that's you uh you want to you want to close us out for the for, from our record right here well i yes well, thank you for setting a new Trap Life record. <laughs> um, the last time we did this, we split the episodes into three episodes. But I probably won't do that with this one. At least not three, maybe two. But maybe just one. I don't know. Like a halftime uh, intermission? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Awesome. And to be honest, I will say this. Um it's really amazing to see entrepreneurs come into life. I think that like, I'm grateful for what you do, what Matthew does and every entrepreneur out there. I think that it's really like opened everybody's eyes. Um, they are like very successful people. And I think that, you know, like with me growing up, I honestly would have never, I feel like I would have never been interested in even developing my own business or even having the idea if I didn't meet Matthew or people like him, you know what I mean? So Kudos to you guys and keep on kicking butt. And if I could add one oh. th final thought uh, to, to extend our record and to try and maintain our, uh, our, our title in an undefeated way. Yes. Um, I would just like to have closing statements for any entrepreneurs uh, continue to listen uh, to this conversation and, and to say what, uh, and for those who aspire to, to create something or to be part of something and make it, make sure that whatever you do, 
you are not in it for money. The, the money will come in whatever passion you do, but the, the money can't be the driving force behind it. To the world. So when you pass away, it leaves a mark and that mark is not about uh, any financial things. That's that mark is about improving uh, in life. And, and that's my final thoughts. I 110% uh, co-sign that sentiment. Um, I, I, the reason why I started this podcast was so that I could have conversations with other entrepreneurs and um, just hear other people's journeys um, and kind of relate to people where you can relate to them on their path. You know, everyone might be in different stages, different phases, uh, but just it's a wild ride whenever you decide to take it, if you decide to take it and you're, we need support from people and we need to create a, a system of empathy around entrepreneurship because it is hard. It can be tough. Um, also, Christina, you are a rare commodity. Um, Matthew is super lucky that he found you at just the right time in life. Thank you. <laughs> and you could probably start a business being like a coach for entrepreneurial girlfriends because you're doing all the right things. So Thank you. Sometimes I actually think about, because um, he actually um, would send me videos on YouTube about day, how, what, it, what life is dating an entrepreneur. Or like, you know, and I kind of, and they always do it from the entrepreneurial point of view. So I was like, I feel like I should create a video from the significant other's point of view. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That would be good YouTube content right there. <laughs> like on the other side. <laughs> on the other side. That's the perfect name for your series. On the other side. <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. And then I'm put hashtag trap life 112 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And counting. <laughs> yeah, and counting. But thank we're you. We're just running it up at this point, audience. Like, we're just. <laughs> I appreciate those kind words. I will say this. I'm not really a clubber anymore, but I don't regret going to Happy that night. So, El Happy on yeah. Sundays, highly recommend. Jeez. Might be the spot. <laughs> might might be, the... be where your dreams come true. Yep. <laughs> And on that note, we out. We out. I will talk to you guys later. Thank you. And we wish you peace and prosperity on your journey. You as well. You as well, sir. Thank you. Hey, this is Christina Fernandez. I'm the co-founder of Artist Replete. And here's our story that I'm sharing on the Trip Life podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter at artistreplete.com. We hope you enjoy our story. And remember... Some traditions were made to be broken. Hey, this is Charlotte Barra, and here's my story I'm sharing on the Trep Live podcast. Let's stay connected and make sure that you follow me over on social media by either typing in Charlotte Barrett or One Less Dress Connect. I hope my experiences inspire you. And remember, guys, dreams over doubt, focus over frustration. I am a speaker. I am an author. I am a mumpreneur and I practice empowerment. Peace and purpose on your journey, guys.